Good morning, gorgeous. How are you ladies doing this morning? I hope you're all doing wonderful. For those of you who are here for the very first time, welcome to my podcast, A Feminine Impression. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Da. And for those of you who are returning listeners, welcome back. Thank you for being here for another session in Feminine Rehab. We are continuing our series, Beauty and Boundaries. And today we're discussing boundaries with your parents. This is a very heavy topic. Most of us who struggle with boundaries or people pleasing or being too nice or fear of confrontation usually got it from our upbringing. And our parents are the number one people we struggle with speaking up to and maintaining our boundaries. So we're going to take it slow and talk about different areas today that you can think about in your life as to whether or not you are exercising your right to your freedom. This is your life, my dear. And in every aspect of this life, you are in control of it in terms of what you allow and what you disallow. And this is something that I really want you to pray about and consider as to whether or not you are enforcing your boundaries. You'll know if you're not, because you'll have a lot of resentment towards your parents, you'll have a lot of anger towards them, and you'll feel trapped as if you cannot either be yourself around them, or you cannot tell them no to things that you no longer want to participate in or no longer want to accept. So it's definitely a very heavy topic, but we're just going to discuss different strategies and ways that you can help yourself to start getting the courage to address some boundary violations. So I want you to go ahead and sit back, relax, get something to drink, get something to write with, and let's talk about this. So why are boundaries with your parents important? When we are born into this world, we get our parents that we do not choose. Okay, We're born into families and our parents shape us and teach us how to become citizens in this world, how to interact with other people. They teach us about ourselves and how we see ourselves and what we're capable of doing. And in that child rearing process, some parents are not aware that their behavior can cause issues for their children in terms of learning how to advocate for themselves and speak up for themselves. And in return, parents are parents and they feel that they're parents no matter how old you are. So the way that they treat you when you're five may not change when you're 15, when you're 25, when you're 35, when you're 45. In their mind, they may still see you as this small child, but you are not. And as you grow up and you start to have a life of your own, thoughts of your own, things that you just want to do that are different than what they taught you to do. It's okay to start enforcing that and letting them know that you're an adult, you love them, you respect them, but you've gone a different way and that's okay. Now, all these things I'm going to talk about today are a lot more difficult if you still live at home, okay? It's important to still practice them, but certain things may not be able to be enforced because you're still under their rules because you live in their home. But there are certain boundaries that regardless of whether or not you live there, they should still be respected as a person. I know this topic is very scary, especially if you have things that you've been wanting to tell your parents or things that you've just been struggling with internally, but it's time to stop running from the pain. 
This is something you're going to have to face head on if you finally want to be free, if you want to finally be happy, if you finally want to be able to feel like you're an adult. Okay. If you're one of those people who, when you're around your parents, you shrink and feel like you're 10 years old again, then this is an area that I encourage you to start thinking about and praying about because that tells you that you're mentally and emotionally and spiritually in a place of bondage and you're not able to break out of it. Even if you have a wonderful parent, even if you're someone who loves your parents dearly and they did the best they could to raise you because of maybe some of their tactics in raising you, cultural beliefs and things of that nature, there are some unhealthy mental strongholds that they have over you. And there's only one way to get out of that, which is prayer and practice. Even if you've been doing something for a very long time or allowing something for a very long time, enough is enough. You can get to a point where you say, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't like this anymore. So it doesn't matter if you've been allowing whatever it is that you've been allowing. Today is a day where it's going to change. And if you're sitting here thinking, I don't know how to have boundaries. I don't know what should be a boundary. If anything doesn't sit well with you, anything that they're doing, anything that they're telling you that doesn't sit well with you anymore, that doesn't feel right internally, that is an area that I want you to consider. That tells you that maybe your boundaries are being compromised. And so keep that in mind as you're listening. In terms of boundaries, one area of boundaries that comes up, especially if you're a little bit younger, maybe a teenager um, or just kind of getting into adulthood, is physical boundaries with your parents. Now, some people grew up in households where everyone's kind of really touchy-feely, kissing and hugging, but you may get to a point in your life where you don't want that, or you don't want to be kissed in public in a certain way or touched in a certain way. And there may be very valid reasons for that. No one really gets to sit here and say, your reasons are not valid. They're valid if you believe that they're valid. And if you don't want that anymore, that is your choice. It is your body. Okay. And if something has happened to you, you've had a boundary violation, say a sexual boundary violation in your life, then this is one of those very sensitive areas that definitely needs to be addressed, especially if you're a teenager. If anything doesn't feel right in terms of physical touch on you from a parent, then it should not be allowed. It doesn't matter that they're your parents. Another common physical boundary violation, especially when you're a teenager, is your privacy, your personal belongings and things being looked through and being used without your permission. So you may have a parent who likes to wear your clothes (laughs) and maybe they like to put your purse on and go to the store without asking you. Okay, that is an example of a boundary violation. Yes, they're your parent, but it is still your item and they still need to ask you out of respect. These are things that are just common respect issues that a lot of times family members just sort of trample over because in families, we get so comfortable that we don't feel like we need to give our family members respect the same way that we would a stranger. So I just wanted to get that out of the way in terms of teenagers. But as an adult, a boundary violation that could come up is your time. Your time is very precious. And as you get older, you start to realize that. So as an adult, it's important for you to consider how much time do you want to dedicate to certain things? For example, holidays. 
Which holidays do you want to spend with them? Or how much time do you want to spend there? Maybe you want to maybe have some time with your friends during a holiday, or you want to travel somewhere during a holiday. Do you feel guilty about sharing that? Do you feel bad that you can't be there? And so you don't, you don't do what you want to do when you say, okay, you know, my mom's going to be upset or my father's going to be upset. And this also applies to in-laws. Okay. This whole conversation is not just your physical parents, but it could be your in-laws or anyone who acts as a parental figure in your life, right? An aunt or a foster parent, anyone who has that role, this applies to The same concept comes into play in terms of visiting. They may want you to visit them a certain amount. They may want you to bring your children to visit them a certain amount. And that may not be reasonable for you. This is also a concern in the area of visiting. Maybe they want to visit you and they just show up to your house unannounced. And that's not okay with you. Or maybe they want you to visit them. They want you to come twice a week to come see them or once a week or twice a month. And that's just not reasonable for you anymore. Are you able to voice that? Are you able to tell them that it's not a good time? You have to call them back or you can't call them every single day. You can't text them back right away that they... You can't text them back right away like you would like to because you're at work or you have other responsibilities. Are they able to value your time? And this is something that you just have to think about. Do you feel anxiety when you get that call from your mom and think, oh gosh, she calls me so much. Like I need a little bit of space. The issue of time also comes up, say, if you need time to yourself. Maybe you're on a family vacation, or maybe you're just in a certain season in your life where there's something going on and you need time to yourself. You are grateful that they want to spend time with you and that they're concerned about you, but you need time to yourself. Are you able to tell them that? Are you able to share those concerns with them without fear that they're going to be angry at you or that they're going to give you a three-hour lecture? Are you allowing yourself to sit there for three hours as an adult and just sort of be dumped on? You know, these are things that you have to consider. How are you feeling about this? Maybe you don't mind. And if that's the case, that's the case. But whenever you start to feel like your life is being hovered over in a certain way or that you cannot say no, then that's when you need to take a step back and reconsider. Another area of boundary violation that comes up often as an adult is your identity. A lot of times parents, they feel that they've raised you in a certain way where they've sort of molded the way that you think about things and the things that you should and should not do. And it's great if you've had a very strong foundation, but as an adult, you may start to come upon things and get a different perspective. You might be educated on certain things that change your viewpoint, or you may have a certain experience that they will never be able to understand. And that's okay. It's your right to be able to exercise the way that you feel and your mental boundaries and emotional boundaries should not be crossed just because they feel that this is the right thing. It's always okay to have conversation and banter and all of that. But once you're an adult, you start thinking like an adult and it's okay to be able to have thoughts that are different than your parents. For example, maybe your faith. Maybe you decided to be a Christian and your parents don't like the fact that you are tied to Jesus. 
and they may try to stop you or try to sort of bring you down with negativity or with just comments that really get to you. This is a boundary that should not be crossed. Your faith is personal. And even if they raise you in a certain way, you should be able to say, this is something that I feel very strongly about, and I would really appreciate if you could respect it. This also applies to your political views. Okay, as an adult, you get to start seeing what you think and start thinking about how your life is shaped by politics and start aligning yourself however you want or do not want to align yourself. This is also an issue that comes up with child rearing or raising children, right? Your parents may have their way of raising their children and you have your way and maybe they don't like how you're doing certain things, but there is a boundary that you can put up to say, this is what we're doing as a family. And I know that you may not agree with it, but I would really like you to respect this. Or if they're doing something that you didn't like in childhood and they're doing it to your children, having that boundary to say, I'm sorry, but this is inappropriate and we don't want this to continue. And feeling strongly about it enough to say it in a loving way, but not ignoring it or watching it happen or just being too afraid to speak up, even on behalf of your children. This issue also comes up in health. Okay, your health is also a personal boundary area where you should not have their comments if they're very ruthless or if they're demeaning impacting you. If you live a certain lifestyle, they may be concerned about it. As parents, they're going to talk about it. They're going to advise you and that's fine. But when it gets to a point where you feel that your boundaries are not being respected, say you have a certain diet or you know you choose not to eat meat and every time you come over, they make you this huge meat dish and they expect you to eat it and you don't feel comfortable with that. Do you still eat it because you're too afraid to tell them and enforce the fact that you don't eat meat anymore? Or are you able to say it? Or do you just feel so much anxiety about even coming over because you know that they're going to prepare this thing for you that you've already told them over and over again that you don't like? These issues can also come up in terms of your identity with the way that you dress. Okay, you deciding that you want a certain lifestyle. Maybe you're someone who is leaning more into their femininity and you're choosing to dress in a different way. You're wearing dresses and heels and you actually take care of yourself and you get your nails done and you smell nice and you smile and you're sweet and they look at you like you're prissy or you're bougie and they say negative things. Okay, this is a boundary violation for them to impose how they feel in a way that demeans you is inappropriate and it shouldn't be allowed. But you have to be the one to step up and say that you don't like it and you're not going to accept it. Another boundary violation in terms of identity can also come with questions, questions that you find to be very intrusive or inappropriate about your life as an adult. When you're a child, they ask you a question, you do need to answer it and you need to answer it with truth. But as an adult, there are certain things that they don't have the access to anymore. They're not privy to every bit of information about your personal life. And if they're doing this in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable, having conversations about that is necessary. Now, if you grew up in a home where your parents were very intimidating and they use intimidation to try to control you, it doesn't just stop in adulthood. They're probably still doing that. And even if they're not doing it in the way that they did it when you were younger, mentally, you may still be afraid of that. 
And you may still feel the need to lie, which happens a lot with those who struggle to stand up to their parents. You may realize that you lie a lot, that you're covering up where you're going. You're covering up how long you're going to be there, who you're with, what you're doing with your life. You're lying about so many things because you're afraid of telling them what you do now, what you stand for, what you don't allow. And in turn, that ends up hurting you. Oftentimes as adults, we end up being very frustrated when parents violate certain things in terms of our relationships, like who we're dating, when they have very strong opinions and behaviors about who we're dating or who we're married to. If they're having friendships or relationships with people that we've cut off, maybe you had a friend who did something that was horrible and you no longer want to be friends with them, but your mom is inviting this person to the family reunion or inviting this person to Thanksgiving. That's a boundary violation. And these are things to talk about. These are relational issues that are crossed that need addressing. One major area of boundary violation in families is triangulation or pinning family members against one another. If you have parents who like to engage in gossip or who are very negative or who like to pin you against a sibling or a cousin against a cousin, this is a boundary violation. If you feel uncomfortable having conversations about other people in the family that you care about, then it's something to be addressed. It's something to talk about and let them know that you're not comfortable with these conversations, that you don't want to tell them about what your brother's really doing, that you don't want to talk about your cousin and how they just broke up with their husband. You don't want to engage in negative conversation. You don't want to be pulled in. And that's a good thing. That's okay. And As you become an adult and you realize sort of what's going on, it's necessary for you to address these things because they are toxic and they are harmful. So I know you're thinking, okay, Dr. Dapp, you have talked about all these things. My blood is boiling. Like I'm thinking about all the things that my parents do to piss me off. And I feel like I've done nothing about it. What can I do? Well, the first thing you can do is think about what your values are as an adult. What do you value? That's really what boundaries come up to. It's like, what is it that you say you stand for? And that's what's going to dictate what you allow. Now, because these people are your parents, you do have that need and you should truly value them and respect them. Now, I know not every parent is perfect and some parents have had some really, really terrible things that they've done that make it very hard to respect them or to value them. And that's understandable. But for the average parent who's tried their best to raise you, when you're having these thoughts and these conversations, it is a good idea to consider them, consider their needs, consider what they may feel when you say this. So if they're really old and they want you to visit them often and you just can't because you have a family or you don't, but you just don't have the time to be able to do that, consider how it might make them feel. Now, considering does not mean, does not mean going with what they want. It means to at least take a moment and think about them. Think about how they might feel. Have compassion for them. Think about how they might have meant what they said or why they're saying it. Maybe they're just afraid for you or they just love you so much. This is the only way that they know to express something. Consider it first and then make your decision. 
And this consideration does go a very long way. And it allows you not to feel that guilt that often just sort of creeps up on us when we do something with our parents that we feel, oh, couldn't have done that when I was nine years old, right? We feel this sort of guilt that just kind of traps us sometimes and makes us even want to go back and say, okay, never mind, never mind. But when you've considered them, then you've done the right thing. You've actually taken the time to think about their feelings and their wants and their needs. And then you've made your decision and you've chosen what you want. And that's okay. One of the toughest things with parents is standing your ground and being consistent. You're saying no in love. You're guarding your heart in love. You're guarding your life in love. The important part is the fact that you're doing it in love. So it's important to regulate your emotions when you're having these conversations with them. It's important to watch your tone and your word choices. Make sure that you take time to reflect on yourself and say, it makes me feel a certain way. I don't like it when this happens because I feel A, B, and C. Instead of pointing the finger and saying, well, you do this and you always do that. And this can happen. It's happened to me where I've gotten so frustrated and I've let things build up for so long that when I finally addressed it, I sort of blew up and it was wrong. The way that I addressed it was wrong. How I felt and what I said was 100% accurate and true for me. But the way I said it was disrespectful and it was wrong. And that came from the fact that I didn't take enough time to regulate my emotions and I waited too long to address it. So working on being respectful will stop you from feeling as guilty. You might feel guilty the first couple of times you do it, especially if you have parents who will sort of spin it and try to make you feel guilty for whatever you're saying. Like, oh, well, I guess you don't love me. Or, well, I guess all the money that you earn, you want to only spend on yourself and you don't want to help me anymore. Whatever that they say could really just stick on you because again, they're your parents. So there is this sort of, you know, mysterious sort of spiritual connection that they have to us that even if you try to just act like they don't exist, you will always know in your heart that they do because they're your parents and inevitably you can't really get away from them. They're always going to be a topic that stays in your mind. But if you plan out what you're going to say, whether that's by writing it down, by rehearsing it with someone else first, and you're respectful and mindful of your tone, then that guilt is something that you can brush off of you and move forward with and actually be happy. Be happy with yourself for doing something that was difficult. And just like any area in terms of boundaries, practice, practice, practice. The more you practice, the more you're going to feel confident in being able to express your needs without feeling guilty. These issues will spike in certain parts of your life, okay? Even if it hasn't happened now, there may be times in your life, seasons, where this will be more prevalent. For example, when you're getting married or when you're pregnant, when you have children during the holidays, these issues will come up more because they're kind of areas in your life where parents feel that they need to be present and they need to have their voice heard and they need to guide you in. So my advice before entering any of these conversations is to pray, 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 pray. Even if you have to pray for a month, even if you have to fast and pray before the conversation, 
pray about it. And God will give you the right words to say, and he will be there with you in the conversation to strengthen you and to encourage you to do it in a respectful and loving way. And try to do it as soon as possible, okay? Don't linger when it comes to these things because lingering can spark resentment to build up and will cause you to be rude or mean to your parents without cause. And that will end up making you feel bad and rightly so because you are then being malicious and hurtful because you're resentful about a certain area in your life. When you're going to have these conversations, I would encourage you to have a friend or a family member or someone that you can talk to and sort of discuss this with and flesh it out and talk to them after you have a conversation with the parent. So as soon as you finish that conversation, you might be feeling a little guilty. You might be feeling a little rattled. Then you can call this person and decompress and tell them how it went and they can encourage you and help build you back up. And remember, no matter what your parents are doing that's bothering you, ultimately, they're not here forever. And you never want to feel so horrible about something that you did and you don't have a chance to apologize. So try your best, your absolute best to practice forgiveness. Whatever they did in your life, whether it was when you were younger or now that you're older, it's important that you forgive them for yourself. I'm not saying let them off the hook. I'm saying forgive them so that you can be free. You can take that load off of you, that pain off of you, and proceed and do what's best for you at this age. If you're holding on to those things, it will affect the way that you behave towards them. And ultimately, my dear, you're still responsible for the way that you behave. So practice forgiveness and have patience. No one is perfect. And as parents, they usually do what they know whatever they saw their parents do, whatever they were dealing with at that time in their life, they're doing things based on what they know. And a lot of times these changes that you're asking for, these boundaries that you're setting up will need time. They will need time to be able to process that you're grown, process that you're changing, process what you want them to do differently. And that will require some patience on your end. But of course, it's absolutely important for you to know that if you do have a parent who is harming you in any kind of way, verbally abusing you, physically abusing you, sexually, anything that's inappropriate, there is a time to walk away. There is a time where whatever they're doing is completely inappropriate and you cannot have it in your life. And in those instances, prayer, forgiveness, and distance is going to be the best solution. And that has to happen sometimes, unfortunately, for some parents to be able to understand that you are serious. And I would encourage you to seek counseling, okay? Seek therapy for any of you who really struggle with being able to talk with your parents. Now, I know culturally, there are some cultures where the parent-child dynamic is just so extreme that you could never dare share how you feel. It would be such a violation of disrespect and it would just completely shatter the relationship. But I still encourage you, even in those relationships, to pray about it because some of us will disrespect ourselves or even disrespect God in order to listen to our parents or follow our parents' lead. And that's just wrong. 
sometimes there are things that do need to be addressed and it doesn't matter if culturally it's wrong. I know that might sound pretty harsh to say, but we end up hurting ourselves so much for cultural reasons. And unfortunately, those things end up becoming a very, very serious issue in our lives where we struggle with depression and anxiety. And we do all of these things that our parents do not know about to try to regulate our emotions because we can't speak our minds. So the damage is much, much worse than addressing the issue. They will get over it and they do love you. So they will understand, even if it hurts them a little bit. And my love, when you're having these conversations, it's important to ask yourself, what is it that you're afraid of? Are you afraid of the confrontation? Are you afraid of them being angry with you, losing their respect? I know in some cultures, it could even be a matter of losing an inheritance of some sort, them cutting you off in some kind of way financially, and weigh it out and determine if it's worth it. Is a loss of whatever it is that you're afraid of worth your peace? Because ultimately, we all have our lives. And in each one of our lives, we have things that we have to bear, things that we have to deal with, decisions that we have to make that will change the trajectory of our lives, and most of the time, for the best. Because then someone else doesn't have control over you. And you can live freely and in peace. So is your peace worth it? That's a question you're going to have to ask yourself. But I want you to be encouraged and to have a balanced approach to talking to your parents. You know, sometimes if you're in a place where you are bitter or you're resentful or you're too angry, then you have a hard time hearing them when they may have something that's beneficial to say. You know, a lot of times the Lord does speak to us through our parents, or they just might have something to say that makes sense. But if you're looking at it from a lens of bitterness and resentfulness and anger, then it's hard to hear when they are giving sound advice. And taking sound advice, regardless of how you feel about it, is important. At least to listen to it. Sometimes it's a good idea. Sometimes there's something that they see that you haven't seen or you know, just the fact that they know you, they raised you, they birthed you, they know you sometimes more than you realize. Um, they realize that maybe there's something that you're not seeing and they just want to warn you or alert you. And so evaluate the information and see whether or not it works for you, putting aside who it's coming from. Okay. That's real maturity. And in the book of wisdom, the book of Proverbs says that Arrogance leads to nothing but strife, but wisdom is gained by those who take advice. So all in all, even if you feel that perhaps what they're saying is unnecessary or it's something that you just rather would not hear, have a balanced approach to listening and then giving your feedback if you need to. I don't want you to get to a point where you have the need to over-explain things. Of course, you want to have respect and you want to, you know, let them know why you're making whatever decision you're making if you want to. But over-explaining can sometimes lead to arguments or lead to you feeling like you have to. Again, that idea of having to do something. I always tell you when it comes to boundaries, you do not have to do anything. 
But when you get into that mode of over-explaining, you can sometimes shrink back into that little girl, that five-year-old girl that's explaining why she did what she did and waiting for a punishment or some sort of reassurance. So that's no longer necessary unless you want to. Just know that it does leave room for arguments and more tension. Now, I know that sometimes there are cultural norms that make standing up to your parents seem disrespectful. In certain cultures, it's completely disrespectful and inappropriate to voice your opinion to anyone who's considered an elder, anyone that could be old enough to be your parent. You just don't say anything. And I come from a culture like that, so I completely understand. And it really does take a lot of courage to be able to speak your mind when it's necessary. And of course, you know, you want to weigh it out. You don't want to do anything that's going to cause serious problems for you um, unless you're ready to stand up to that. So obviously pray about it first and figure out the best way to do it with everything. Again, it comes down to the way that you do it. You know, having an honest conversation and starting off in a way that just brings a peaceful environment to the conversation. So sandwiching things, right? We talk about sandwiching things by starting off with some sort of compliment or something nice, something neutral. Like for example, you could say, mom, I know how much you care for me. And I know that you care a lot about the person I date because you just want me to be with the best guy. And I appreciate that about you. And I always love you for looking out for me. But I would really appreciate it if you could reserve your comments about Jason, because I really like him. and I want to work this out for myself. I want to learn on my own. And should I need you, I will come to you for advice, for your opinions and such and such. But I would really, really, really like it if for just this time, you could let me deal with this. Yeah. So you're not saying it in a way where the person will feel attacked or feel disrespected. And that was like a lot of cushioning, right? It doesn't always have to be that cushioned. But for cultures where saying anything comes off as fighting words, you may need to do quite a bit of cushioning, quite a bit of sandwiching. And so if if you have never heard of sandwiching, it's sort of starting off in a very neutral, loving way. Sandwiching, so sticking in, what what you need them to hear, which is you need them to back off and then ending it with something, again, that's like neutral or loving or kind or just that'll kind of even out the tone. So saying, if I need you, I will definitely come to you. And I thank you for always being open to that. You know, so something along those lines. Again, these things take practice. It doesn't come easily. It takes practice and prayer. Okay, those two things, practice and prayer. That's what's going to help you. And nothing is ever lost forever. You know, there's a lot of situations with parents where we even get to the point sometimes we get so frustrated that we cut off communication completely and we stop talking to them. I know that there are some parents that have had some major violations that have been completely inappropriate, maybe even illegal. And you have every right not to want to have communication with them, okay? That is completely, completely appropriate. If you have a parent who has hurt you physically, emotionally, sexually, and has completely betrayed your trust in one of those ways. However, for you, for your healing, 
for your ability to be able to form relationships that last, for you to be able to have true joy, forgiveness is necessary. Forgiving them, even if you're not speaking with them. And for some parents who maybe haven't had violations that are that extreme, but have been quite troubling, there's always room for reconciliation. Okay, whenever you have Jesus in your life, there's always room for reconciliation. I had a situation with one of my parents that was pretty bad in my eyes. And a lot of it was due to the cultural aspects of thinking that they could speak to me in a certain way and it was okay. I had to just take it. And I wasn't able to deal with that. It was really challenging for me because I got to the point as an adult where I felt, okay, I am not a child. You cannot talk to me like that. Or some of these things you're saying are not even okay to say to anyone. Like they're just mean, they're hurtful, they're horrible. And I had to get to a point where I could face my parent and tell them that. But for years, I chose not to speak to this parent only because I was unable to stand up to them and let them know what I was feeling and put it in a way where I felt like I was being truly honest. It took me a very long time. And what it honestly took was a lot of prayer and fasting. And God opened up the door for me to be able to do that. And we were able to reconciliate and that, and we were able to reconcile after years of me not speaking to this parent. And I wouldn't have wanted to waste those years because you just never know how long someone's going to be alive. You just never want to be in a situation where you're too scared to face something. And that's where I was at the time. And, but the Lord, but the Lord was But the Lord was there for me as he always is. And once I became born again and I became part of the kingdom of God and I was able to have Jesus as my Lord and as my true father, I was able to feel that, okay, I have earthly parents and I have heavenly parents. My heavenly parent is my true parent and he gave me my earthly parents. But I go to him when I need anything, even if that's standing up to my earthly parent. And he was there for me and he allowed everything to work out in a way where we were able to talk about things, be honest about things. And I was able to see real changes on that parent's behalf. And I was able to see real changes in that parent. And it was beautiful because I never thought it was possible. So God can do anything, anything, But you always should guard your heart, guard yourself, guard your emotions, not in a way where you're being ruthless, but in a way that you're being careful if you have had a parent who's ever done anything that's damaged you. And seeking therapy is always a wonderful idea. Talking to someone who can help you to get the right words to say, who can help you to figure out how you really feel. Because sometimes we don't really know what our true feelings are. We're just angry. A therapist can truly help you to be able to unpack a lot of the things that you've dealt with in childhood, how you've come to be the person that you are today, and give you strategies and ways to get out of conversations or to speak your mind. So I would always recommend speaking to a professional who can be neutral and help you to overcome some of these challenges with regard to your parents. And just remember, sweetie, you know, your parents are not perfect. Just like you're not perfect. No one is perfect. 
And as much as they may be irritating at times and do things that really just boil your blood, just remember that they're human and they're going to make mistakes and they're going to forget what you said and they're going to do the same things over and over because maybe they're set in their ways. But if they love you and they are conscious of their behavior, they will try. But I always want you to know that God loves you. Even though you're not perfect, He continues to love you. He continues to be with you. He continues to give you chance after chance after chance. And so a lot of times we have to also extend that grace over to our parents and know that they a lot of times thought that they were doing the right thing, but maybe did not know how to do it based on the way they were raised, based on what they've gone through. And they didn't have the information that you have today. They didn't grow up at a time maybe where they had access to learning things that could teach them about how to be a better person. They maybe didn't have access to opportunities and resources to teach them how to heal from their pain and their issues. And you have those things now. Thank God. So having grace will also help heal you and put you in a position where you're not always coming for battle. Every time you talk to them, you're ready to fight or you're on guard, okay? And for those of you who don't have a parent, maybe you lost your mother or your father, maybe they're incarcerated, maybe, again, you don't speak to them at all. Remember that you do have a father in heaven. God is your father. He's your mother. He's everything. He is the Alpha and the Omega, and He is the one that you go to whenever you're hurting about anything. And he will always help you if you pray, if you read your Bible and you look at his promises, because he always keeps his promises. He always keeps his word and he is always with you. He will love you forever and he is never going to let go of you. If you remember that and you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all of these things will be added on to you. He will give you the courage. He will give you the strength. He will give you the opportunity. He will give you the healing. He'll be there for you after those tough conversations. He will give you openings to be able to do things that you never thought were possible if you seek the kingdom first. And you can do this. And I encourage you to practice, 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 and pray. I thank you ladies so much for being here today. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this. I hope that it helped to encourage you and to strengthen you and give you strategies and thoughts on how you can form boundaries at last with your parents. You can head over to my YouTube channel, Dr. Michelle Daff, and look for this video and look at the comments that other ladies left and see sort of what they're dealing with and how they interact with their parents or what decisions they've made that have opened the door to having stronger boundaries. And feel free to leave a comment there or feel free to send me a message on Instagram and let me know how this series is working out for you, what you're learning, how you've been implementing these things in your life and what you would like to see in the future. I would also love it if you would support me by purchasing a fragrance from my fragrance line, findforever.com and using the code FEMININE to get 10% off for being a listener here on my podcast. You can also gift it to someone if you're not a fragrance wearer and remind them of the promises of God. Because as long as you have God in your life, my dear, 
you will be fine forever. And the fragrance is a promise for you to hold on to. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram at A Feminine Impression and my personal page at Dr. Michelle Daff. I love each and every single one of you ladies, and I'm so proud of you for how far you've come. I thank you for being open to be more beautiful by having boundaries. And until next time, I'll see you in the next podcast. Remember, in all things you do, make a feminine impression. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, my love, for being here, listening to this podcast, and spending some time with me today. I hope that the information that you heard here today will bless and open up your life for you to be the woman that God created you to be. Make sure to follow me on my Instagram page at A Feminine Impression and my personal page at Dr. Michelle Daff. Also, visit my YouTube channel, Dr. Michelle Daff, for more information and lots of video content on femininity. I would also love your support in purchasing my fragrance from my brand, Fine Forever, by visiting www.fineforever.com. And remember that in all things you do, make a feminine impression.